Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tiamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. So, Ashley, as we are recording, my mm-hmm. sister and nephew are going to be heading out to see Hamilton at nice. the Smith Center. You have all heard the chronicles of my brother and niece's escapades. I was going to say, there's a lot of Hamilton happening in the Tamanini yes. slash whatever family right now. It's all Tamanini's. It's um, all Tamanini's, so, okay. Yeah, so, but it's interesting that Hamilton is currently in Orlando, where me mm-hmm. and my parents and my brother and niece live, and also in Las Vegas, where my sister and nephew live. So yeah. they are going tonight. And, and in New York, where you live like 20 five percent of the year at this point i mean i come every other month so i mean (laughs) the percentage isn't actually that bad but um so yeah but it's it's kind of fun my my nephew is seven and very 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 energetic he Mm -hmm. is kind of he likes performing all that stuff but he loves the disney plus hamilton he hasn't really done much else theater wise although he does love the zombies movies on disney plus Ah, uh, and disney channel so i'm excited to see how this goes and if he can actually sit it through the entire thing so we will see how that'll be a feat yeah yeah but it is just fun that we've all seen it in the past week uh, not even week, five days. Yeah. Um, we've all we all have seen it on you know different parts of the country, so we're very excited Bananas. about that. And Gotta catch I, them all, all the Tamaninis. Yes, all the Pokemon. So, yeah. and, and I'm just I'm just thrilled that after years of being really the only theater lover in our family, uh, that my mom liked theater, but not like me. And then now everybody has like completely got bitten word. by the bug. Yes, yeah. I've, I've I've done my good deed for my life, and I will now You've retire done your preaching. Yeah, so to the soon. confines of immortality. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, off the grid. Off the grid finally. Finally, let's hope. Uh, anyway, everybody, uh, if you want to support Broadway Radio, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Let's get into the news, Ashley. Yesterday, the Lincoln Center Theater announced the principal casting for their upcoming Broadway revival of Lerner and Lowe's Camelot, featuring a new rewritten book by Aaron Sorkin. This production will be directed by Bartlett Shear and will begin performances on Thursday, March 9th, ahead of a Thursday, April 13th opening at the Vivian Beaumont Theater. And it's a fairly interesting group here. Some of Mm -hmm. them we kind of had heard about, and one of them I had no idea. Starting off in the role of King Arthur will be Tony winner Andrew Burnap, who won his Tony Award for The Inheritance, playing Philippa Sue, who had been linked to this production. Uh, Philippa Sue will be playing Guinevere. And then Jordan Donica will be playing Lancelot. He has been with the production since it had its first initial workshop a few yeah. years ago. He's the only one of these three from that initial group. Initially, in the role of Arthur, was... um the star of one of my favorite TV shows of all time, The Americans, Matthew Reese. And mm-hmm. in the Guinevere role was uh, Ashley Park, who has yeah. now gone on to be like a film and TV star. So she has little time to do these little middling stage productions anymore. Although she has yeah. <laughs> previously worked with Bart Shear and Lincoln Center as part of the cast of The King and I. This um, That workshop that I talked about that Jordan was a part of had a ton of other fairly recognizable names. Don't know if uh, if they're going to be a part of this one or not, but we mm-hmm. will uh, certainly find out. I have a long and abiding love for Camelot, even though I realize that it is not nearly as perfect of a show as My Fair Lady, the last yeah. Learner and Low show that Bartlett Shear did for Lincoln Center. Well, no, but 
the I think the songs hold up pretty well. So oh, I'll, I'll be interested to see what Aaron Sorkin's. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what Aaron Sorkin does here. I saw for like yeah. when I Less love. Excited. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's got to be better than you the know, old book, I think. Yeah, probably, but you also know my Aaron Sorkin thoughts, so yeah. no need. Yeah, yeah. When I first got into musical theater, whatever kind of con- confluence of events led to back to back. Um, Lerner and Lowe shows being a part of the Columbus, Ohio Broadway series oh, back really? in 1993, 94, whatever that was. So I've often talked about my, like my opening to musical theater was seeing the pre-Broadway triad of My Fair Lady, which starred Richard Chamberlain and Melissa Errico. The next show that my grandparents took me to was a national tour of Camelot that hey. starred in the role of King Arthur, the original Lancelot, Robert Goulet. Oh, very um, nice. Yes. One of two times that I saw Robert Goulet on tour. I also saw him uh, as Don Quixote in a, in a traveling production of Oh, yeah. Of that I remember. Yeah. So, I'm um, excited to see this. I will be very interested to see how they yeah. take this epic classic story and fill that huge space that is the Vivian Beaumont Theater. Oh, Yeah. But yeah, we will see what happens. I'm sure we'll get the rest of the cast in the coming months and uh, you know, no later than you know the beginning of February since uh, performances are slated to begin in early March. So soon, so soon. It's pretty good casting. I'm obviously yeah. very pro Pippa Sue, so I was very curious to see her announced when we've talked about recently both Suffs and Guys and Dolls and kind of wondering about the future of those. But yeah. Well, we also happy, talked about happy to have her on a Broadway stage in any form. Yeah, I mean, in the Guys and Dolls thing, we recently talked about uh, James and Rowe Eichelhart going yeah, to do yeah. Hercules out of town, and we said that's and pretty much coming to Broadway. So <laughs> yeah, whoops. I mean, so it may. So I hope all of it may eventually come with these casts, just not or immediately casts. or yeah. different. Yes, yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk real quick about last week's Broadway grosses. Overall, Broadway saw three new shows added to the boards. Those were three shows that are beginning previews. We had Anne Juliet, Mike Birbiglia, The Old Man at the and The Pool at the Vivian Beaumont Theater as well. And uh, Take Me Out's Return had its first few uh, for performances as well. Despite the increase of three shows, Broadway actually saw about a $1.2 million decline in its overall grosses, dropping down 4% to come in at twenty seven. $7,346,822. However, there was an increase of 1% in the overall attendance to come in at 228,593 people. That will go to show you that some of those preview tickets are cheaper than they would be for um, shows that had <laughs> yep. already opened. So that is why you are seeing a grosses decline, yet an attendance increase. Um, also, to kind of play into that, there were very few shows that actually saw week-to-week increases. Only seven of those 28 returning shows saw increases, and they were all fairly modest, going from cost of living at just like one uh, $1,700, all the way up to MJ, which just saw about a $63,600 increase. So nothing major in terms of of the uh, the bumps from week to week. And we did see a number of shows see uh, six-figure declines. Music Man was over 312,000. Wicked was at 264,000. Six was over 216,000. Then Book of Mormon, Hadestown, Beetlejuice, A Strange Loop, Chicago, Moulin Rouge, all were in the six-figure declining group for last week. I think that's just a cyclical seasonal thing yep. happening where and you're going to see a lot of heading that. heading into the holiday season, officially yes. into the holiday season now that we're in November. So, I mean, I kind of consider that anytime Hallmark starts its countdown to Christmas, of but that's neither course. here nor there. Of course, yeah. Uh, 
So uh, overall, the Music Man, despite its $312,000 decline, was still at the top of the, the grosses ladder with $2,716,237. It was followed by Hamilton at $1.95 million, MJ at $1.81, The Lion King at $1.7, and Funny Girl at $1.64. The rest of the shows north of seven figures in descending order were Phantom of the Opera, Wicked, Moulin Rouge, Aladdin, Leopoldstadt, Cursed Child, and Beetlejuice with six just on the outside looking in. Again, some of the interesting things that I think are popping up here can be seen in the uh, overall capacity for Broadway shows. We are continuing, as I mentioned, to see that Phantom of the Opera is still driving a lot of interest, uh, despite the fact that it has announced its closing. It had the highest overall percent of capacity last week at 100.51%. The only other show to be over full capacity was Mike Birbiglia, the old man in the pool, coming in at 100.05%. Yeah, yeah. Grace and I, and I think you and, you and I have even talked about the fact like, the Beaumont's huge for a one-person show. So it'll be interesting to see how he's able to keep that up. Obviously, he only had four performances. So his diehard fans were going to be there. So we'll see if that yeah. is able to continue over the life of the show. But this Phantom thing it plays into the stuff that we've talked about before <laughs> yeah. with Come From Away and Dear Evan Hansen. These long-running shows, obviously neither of those other two nearly as long-running as Phantom, but they announce closing months in advance and then see this huge wave of re- presumably sure. return traffic, which makes sense. Lots of um, return traffic. People I know that have seen the show a lot going yeah. even more often than <laughs> ever. Yeah, which is what you want to do with an announcement like this. Yeah, I, of course. I still think that all three of those shows probably didn't need to close and were kind of egged on by external factors, whether that was probably. theater owners exercising stop clauses or producers wanting to reopen with a cheaper version of said show. I won't tell mm-hmm. you which is which, Weird. but um, but that I think are Hard the external factors. Yes, that otherwise would have kept those shows running because the demand is obviously still there. All right, let's go into some show and casting news. And similar to the recent Kennedy Center production of Guys and Dolls, the upcoming Kennedy Center Broadway Center stage production of Sunset Boulevard has found even more stars than the already announced Stephanie J. Block. However, I am kind of assuming that because Sunset Boulevard was on Broadway here in the last five years with mm-hmm. Glenn Close back in the world, that this is not one that we will be talking a ton about transferring, although... I would who knows? not. Who knows? Uh, when it comes to Andrew Lloyd Webber, who knows? But truly, we already know. <laughs> we all we already know that Tony Winter Stephanie J. Block will be leading this production at the Kennedy Center from February first through February eighth. Joining her in the show as Joe Gillis will be Tony Award nominee Derek Klenna. Playing Betty Schaefer will be Moana herself, uh, Alili Cravalho, and uh, playing Max will be um, Grammy Award winning baritone Nathan Gunn, who I believe also did the, wasn't he in the uh, Lincoln Center production of Carousel with uh, Kelly O'Hara and uh, Jesse Mueller, I believe. Um, so yeah. a great cast, fantastic cast here. It'll be directed by Sammy Canold with choreography by Emily Maltby. Um, this makes me like so angry that I don't live closer to Washington DC because like all of these things I've never actually seen a production of a rare of, that that statement has I been know, seriously only for theater related purposes yeah. but like these runs like I just like they're all so good I just wish that like I could get there 
easily. Like I've never seen a production of, of, of Sunset. So like when you had Stephanie J. Block, yeah. that immediately made me want to see it. And then you throw in, uh, uh, Alili and Ali'i and, you know, this is just something special. Also, we need to get Ali'i on Broadway. Oh my soon. goodness. Please. She's amazing. If this um, isn't going to transfer, which it probably will not, please yeah. give her something else to do because she's so talented. Yeah, and a good friend of Grace's. So, yeah. uh, um, full disclosure on that front. Mm-hmm. So when, when we talk about this with Grace on the show, she will probably be effusive in her love for her. So, yeah. um, but yeah, exciting. I hope people get to see it and they, they enjoy it. When was um, the last time you'd been to DC for anything as far oh, as Jesus. productions go? <laughs> Oh, never. I've never seen a show. Oh, in you've DC. never seen anything? Never. Never. The last wow. time I went was just to like kind of like uh walking around and sightseeing was the last time yeah, I went. And that's... that was probably 10, 12 years and ago. And no reason to go back after that. So no. Yeah. No. but here here's a here's a nice transition for you. Uh Ali okay. played um Ariel in the uh ABC Little Mermaid Live. I'm picking up what you're putting and down. Next story, the original Broadway Ariel, Sierra Boggess, mm-hmm. has been announced to lead the cast of the upcoming Center Theater Group Amundsen Theater production of The Secret Garden. She will be playing Lily, as she has in previous concert productions as well. We do not know the rest of this cast. However, I would not be surprised mm-hmm. if a number of people who have been previously involved with these workshops and announced productions and all of those things will uh, be a part as well. Yeah. The opening is um, set to begin performances on February 19th with an opening night of February 26th with a run scheduled to go through March 26th on Today, Wednesday, November 2nd, tickets will go on sale for single ticket purchases. They've previously been available through season subscriptions. Warren Carlyle will direct and choreograph, of course, the show's composer, Lucy Simon, just recently passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a reimagined production. We've talked about before that this is something that very much wants to come to Broadway. And I do wonder, actually, for if... Year, for years. Years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do wonder if... The passing of Lucy Simon might convince some people, yeah, yeah. To, like to put the money up to make it happen. So I bet I've, so. I've said I before. I think we were having discussions of a more than probable transfer right before the pandemic, too. Yes. Yeah, this yeah. is it. This is Warren Carlyle was directing. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know. But now that, you know, we're past quote unquote that, and yeah. as you said, just said the death. Um, yeah, I would think so. And I think they're getting a cast, at least so far, that signifies that. Yeah. Um, over the years, multiple Broadway names have been a part of this. Uh, Ramin Karamloo has been involved with concert yeah. productions. I believe Drew Galing was also a part of it. The original Tony-winning Mary Lennox from the show. Daisy Egan was involved with a concert mm-hmm. at one point. Sydney Lucas played Mary Lennox in one of those concerts. That, but that was so long <laughs> ago now. She is no longer appropriate for, uh, yeah. <laughs> for that role. She is now, I believe, probably, she's probably it. 18 years old at this point or something, isn't she? That's hideous. Sydney Lucas? The, the passes are time. I don't want to think I know. about it. I don't understand. I just know. ran into somebody at the pharmacist that confirmed their birth year was 2001, and I'm just not Holy having it. Holy hell. I'm not having it, man. I'm not having it. I don't even know what that means anymore. Ugh. Ugh. 
craziness. Yes. Uh, and I did look up. Sydney Lucas is 19 years oh old. My Holy God. crap. Oof. Anyway, moving on oh, to something no. that will also make me feel very old. Yesterday, cool. original <laughs> Rent star Anthony Rapp announced that he was bringing his, his show Without You to New York's New World Stages beginning in January of 2023 mm-hmm. for an off-Broadway run. Performances begin on January 14th with tickets set to go on sale tomorrow, Thursday, November 3rd. This is based off of his best-selling memoir um, of love loss and of course the musical rent again that show obviously seminal in my love of musical theater i have told this story many times i was very proud that i could be listening to the cds because i'm old enough to still have listened to cds yeah and i mean in my bedroom walked out of the room gone to the bathroom and came back in still singing in the same spot with the cast album because i knew it so well Proud of you. Uh, love me some rent. Way to keep that tempo. I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I'm not a musical, like musically talented person, but I, I have a decent enough memory that I could, I knew how but long you the know track breaks. Deep in I your did. soul. 100%. Yeah, the metronome clicking for one yes. show and one show only. That is very true. Very true. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's uh, move on now. One of the biggest events of every year in many households across the country, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade announced some of the Broadway shows that will be a part of this year's lineup. The NBC production or the I guess at both of them, NBC and CBS will have the actual performances from the parade route, including Leah Michelle and Funny Girl, the cast of A Beautiful Noise, Some Like It Hot and The Lion King. There will generally be additional performances from Broadway shows in their own houses that are pre-taped that will air as part of the CBS presentation. Um, some other folks that will be performing that have some sort of theater ish connections um, to uh, will be a part of the parade will be Paula Abdul, no theater connections, although I believe she did direct uh, and choreograph a musical here recently. Um, I think so, yeah. Blues. The theater connection is that I was obsessed with Paula Abdul when oh I was a God, teenager. Yes, yeah, yes that's absolutely. That's the theater connection. Absolutely. Um, Blues Clues host and Broadway veteran Josh Dela Cruz will be in there. The Estefan family, um, The Roots will be there. Mario Lopez and his family will be there. Sarah Highland, uh, Broadway vet, will be there as well. The Muppets and Sesame Street folks will be there as well. Jordan Sparks, um, a Broadway vet. So lots of Broadway connections to this year's Thanksgiving Day Parade. wonderful time of the year. I'm so excited. We're finally into the Christmas months. Really? I didn't realize that about you. Yeah, no, never. Okay. All right, whatever. Uh, all right, so feel good recommendation. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell if you were being sarcastic. No, I was being serious. I didn't realize you were the big. Absolutely holiday. absurd because I am so vocal about my love for Christmas. Really? Maybe I just yeah. haven't paid attention to you talk for the last I, five years. I guess not, and understandably so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so our feel good recommendation, which is like a very unfeel good thing, like generally taken in a vacuum, but the uh, Jagged Little Pill National Tour released a new track with the tour star Heidi Blickenstaff singing the song Uninvited. What's interesting about this is is they didn't get the whole tour cast to do it. They just got no. Heidi to do the vocals and yeah. then they replaced they re- they um they um replaced Elizabeth Stanley's vocals and just laid it over Catherine Gallagher and the original Broadway cast. Of course, which, yeah. Which I think is like, eh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I get save the money, <laughs> but show Heidi. 
Yeah, so love Heidi. Love it anytime I get to hear her do it. But she uh, is with the original star, co-star Catherine Gallagher and the rest of the Broadway cast in this. Not the most like fun and feel-good song from the show, as if there is no. a fun and feel-good song from that so- show. But hearing Heidi is and never a bad thing. the hardly feel-good no. in itself. No, not at all. But Another feel-good thing we didn't include, at least if that's not if that's your final story, it is, is uh, they did the Lena Horne Theater unveiling today, and there's definitely a video th- floating around Oh, I have not that. seen any video. Yeah, I knew that was yeah. happening because that was at the top of the Broadway briefing, but I hadn't oh, yeah. seen any video of it yet, so I was going to save that until I had something. But yeah, that'll definitely oh, – yeah. well, we will recommend that. I have not seen it yet, but I'm sure by the time – at least by the time you hear this, it'll probably be disseminated everywhere. I was yeah. going to save and it for I- tomorrow, but that's great. I want to say that Vanessa Williams sang Stormy Weather as oh. well, but so that's Amazing. that's also floating around, but I don't think I've seen the full video of that, so hopefully yeah. that will be out soon too. I'm sure that'll be available, absolutely. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWB. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Dude, social media, like... It's all owned yeah. by normal people. I know. I know. I know. Anyway. Ugh. All right. Have a wonderful hump day, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.